0: Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Jeremy McComb as he makes his way back through Vegas. We got to sit down and talk about being on the road with family, kids, yeah, dogs included, man. We talked about writing music through COVID. His latest single, Burned Out, which features puppets, the Jim Henson ones, man. Kind of a cool story in there. We talked about Joe Peters, Stephen Wesley, Josh Morena, Tim Montana, Sam Groh, even Lucas Hogue makes an appearance. Talked about getting into jujitsu, binge TV watching with the Wonder Years, and so much more. Let's get to know Jeremy McComb. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today. I gotta find a new intro for that because I say that every damn time, but...
1: Jeremy McComb, welcome to Toad's Tunes. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. The room looks great, just the way I left it.
0: It is. We didn't change much. We had mm-hmm. a couple... Uh, I mean, a light bulb went out, and you didn't replace that. I so haven't replaced um, that yet. No. no. We, but, need to, uh, we need to work on that. The
1: Sibian's that. still here, so that's pretty cool.
0: What What is a Sibian?
1: Yeah. Google it. I don't know. I can't right now. <laughs> that means I'd have to pick up my phone. But what's a
0: Sibian? Talk to me.
1: Uh, it's a. I think it's a sex machine that Howard Stern oh, used. <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I've heard of that. I just Googled it. You guys didn't see it because we don't have any cameras in here because that just doesn't But we do have this crystal ball. Yeah, is this thing real? What is this? I don't this? know. You know what? One day in the mail we got it and it came from Lucas Hogue. And so it's Lucas been- sent this? <laughs>
1: yeah. Surprised yeah. it doesn't have his logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lucas. I'm just kidding. That's yeah. actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I always see his I see his sprinter like he had like a Ford Raptor, you know, because he was doing the Hogue Wild right. show or whatever. And my buddy Casey Timmer goes out and kills shit with him all the time. So It's pretty funny. Yeah, he's such a great dude.
0: Yeah, that thing's broken. Yeah. yeah. Fuck
1: Lucas. <laughs>
0: he sends he sends me the garbage. You know what? I went to like it's the trash. swap meet on the wrong side of town, and I saw the same thing. They you just did? tried to give it to me. Yeah. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, man. Dude, what have you been up to other than being on the
1: road? Man, we, yeah, things have been crazy. So signed, um, since the last time we talked, signed over at Average Joe's. You did? Which has been awesome. How yeah. long ago was that? Uh, a couple of years.
0: It's been and a while.
1: Yeah, it's been too long. And so we've been doing that, uh, writing, recording, put out a couple albums, getting ready to put out the third release, I think, over at Average Joe's, coming out September 9th, which is called The Way Back. Beautiful and uh yeah just been touring our asses off i just got back from the uk and uh was over there for a couple of weeks and we jumped straight on the bus and came west for six weeks
0: so let's just take this year so far yeah uh
1: you've been on the road for the majority of it yeah for the majority of it really started in in february did um, your
0: family go overseas with you
1: no it was just me i me and uh, my buddy dan olson from a band called sack of Lions went over we were going to write and tour and kind of get the lay of the land before we took the wife and kids and stuff over right
0: so that was your first time there
1: yeah i've never been to the uk
0: yeah how long were you there for
1: uh we were there two weeks and we toured That's all through time there, man. we were playing buckles and boots fest and hung out with our friends american young over there right and did that and um you know i grew up around Christie, so me and christy were palling around and john stone was up. Uh, Metal Detecting or whatever he does. Drinking.
0: <laughs> Don't let anybody fool you. Metal Detecting is just an, a, an, another word, an acronym, and that's an right. acronym for drinking tequila.
1: Yes. And so, uh, man, we had a great time. I just, we had so much fun touring. I Dude, I even got a tattoo of the Manchester Bee. Oh, that's kind of um, cool. Well, that's kind of fresh. There. Yeah. I got it done by a Latvian guy. I, I have the worst accents ever. So, like, give me any kind of accent and I can do it for you.
0: But you just said you have the worst. I know,
1: but this will set it up. Peter Griffin. Uh, hello, baby. This is Peter Griffin. Okay. That is not Peter Griffin. No, it's not, that but is. that's my accent for anything. So if you go, you, hey, give me an Irish accent. I'm like, all right, baby, let's do some Jameson. Fuck it. Okay.
0: You sound like um, more Cowbell dude from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's his name?
1: Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right, but so. I got this tattoo done by a Latvian guy. And we went in, and I sat down, and he goes, so you get the B? And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the accent I uh, use. So right. it's actually a Latvian accent. So,
0: that's what you yeah. want to call it. So, man,
1: we toured that, and then we came back and uh, jumped on the bus and been out west now. We're uh, kind of started midwest, came down through Texas, Tucson last night, and jumped up here. and More, yeah, more just...
0: California. So you said tomorrow you're going to Cali?
1: Yeah, we'll be in California, and then we head up to Montana.
0: And tomorrow you're with... Joe Peters. Joe Peters, we we're just talking about that. Yeah. I just had uh I had a show I was trying to get done with good old Jake Rose and it fell through again beginning of August and I called Joe. First phone call I made was like cuz he's been wanting to come back. He played yeah. here one time. He slayed it here man. they loved him here. He's such a good so dude. Good. Yeah. And that I, I don't want to like focus on him for more than this time, but The Whiskey Will? Yeah. I will never get sick of that song.
1: No, he's so good. And I'm such a fan. It's it's hard it, it's so great because you know Everybody bitches about the music business right now and complains about, you know, you can't do it like you used to do it. But it's really opened the door for dudes that hustle, that bust their ass, like Joe Peters, like Stephen Wesley, like Lucas Hogue, you know, all these dudes like us. I mean, it's what we do. We've made fans a handful at a time forever. And we've been able to do this
0: let's talk steven wesley for one sec that dude the first time i met him it took him about two and a half three years to get in here yeah um we just hit it off became buddies talked here and there i've done some some stuff with him he's played here probably five or six times he shot a music video here Mm -hmm. half of it at my house half of it here it was just so much fun that he's just a nice guy super genuine and um I actually asked him for a favor a couple weeks ago because I had a show fall through in 24 hours and he pulled the band together and came out and played and dude just killed it, man. Love that dude. Dude, he's just good people. And, uh, I think you two meeting, uh, the way that worked out, was pretty badass, yeah, too. Yeah, it was awesome. That was yeah. because of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, I don't mean because. I just meant, in a sense, sharing some shows. And, yeah. And uh, I think the lay of the land kind of happened with that, and you got to see what type of person he was. And Absolutely. His grind is crazy. Your grind is crazy. Every time I look at you, you're on the road. You're being social, and uh, yeah. I think it's rad. You travel with your family, dude, and, and they yeah, put up man. with it.
1: Wife, kids, dog, band, crew, everybody on one bus. Yeah. Um, everybody in our crew the thing I love about it, we don't have any egos we don't have any bullshit we don't have any drama everybody on my bus is an uncle to my kid right. everybody yeah. and I would trust them with my life and um, my wife loves them all my wife and the kids come out nobody complains it's yep. just a big family and um, we do crazy shit the other night we, went, we played laser tag went bowling and when my kid was doing reverse bungee jumping or some shit how old know. are your kids now? Uh, 24. My daughter's 24. Uh, and she's not on the road. With she's you not on the road. Okay. No, she's she's a nurse up in Idaho. But uh, eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah. It so, happens fast. It does, man. And they're just bashing their heads against the windows on the bus, and they love it. It's they're just road dogs. So,
0: like school, do they do? Were they homeschooled?
1: No. Uh, we they're only coming out in the summers gotcha. because we got to haul ass back, and and Tennessee schools start like August 1st. So. We have to haul ass back after this last California show uh, with Tracy Lawrence here next week. And then, um, so they can get in in school and then we'll go right back out.
0: Where's that Tracy Lawrence show at?
1: That's in Susanville, California. Okay. Uh, We're doing the fair up there with Tracy, which is awesome because um, he cut one of my. His single right now is the song that I wrote. Um, uh didn't uh, didn't we didn't we yeah. yeah i play it yeah ah it's badass man thank you it's so funny man i i wrote that song about, i didn't
0: know that look at that i just learned that's a, what this is uh, all about learning okay go ahead sorry
1: <laughs> i wrote it about a girl that i used to date you know in idaho and we called her snack shack katie <laughs> has she worked her way up to like grocery store no she worked at the snack shack at the state line speedway man and uh she would leave notes under my windshield wiper on my truck. What time she wanted to sneak out, and we'd go up to Rafter Mountain and do redneck camping for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> I don't even want to know.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a Howard Stern thing. Yes,
1: <laughs> and we would, you know, so me and my buddy Rick Huckabee wrote the song about it, and Red Anthony, and, um, and uh, the cool thing about it was, so Red Anthony, I saw him the night before we wrote it at Losers in Nashville, and he was kind of bummed out. Rhett's never bummed out. Right, and I was like, "Dude, what's going on with you?" And he's like, "Oh man, I lost my publishing deal today, you know, uh, with Irv and you know all this." And I was like, "Oh man," and he was still at Losers, still playing at Losers. He's a good guy, (laughs) you know. He's not going to screw anybody over. And I go, you know, I go, man, fuck Irv. I go, come write with me and Huck tomorrow. We'll write a big ass hit, and you you can fucking, you know, whatever. So we write it, and Huck was writing for Tracy at the time. Tracy heard it. And we went in and cut the demo, and I walked in, and Tracy goes, hey, man, uh, do you mind if I sing it? And I'm like, no, you have like 35 (laughs) number ones. No, I
0: don't mind. What's your name again? (laughs) Yeah,
1: please sing it. So he went in and sang the shit out of it, and he walked it over to Tim McGraw, and McGraw put it on hold instantly. And I called Rhett, and I was like, it's going to happen. Dude, Tim's going to put it out. It's going to be amazing. And then it was like... They would hold it for an album, and it would go away, and hold it. For, you know, Nashville holds. Like they just go through these cycles and cycles, and then finally, Tracy was like, "I'm gonna cut this fucking song." And I'm like, "Yes, please."
0: How long ago was that song written?
1: <sighs> Probably seven years, six, seven years. Holy it's been a cow! While. Yeah, wow. And it was like on hold, off hold, on hold, and then like even uh, Rick told me he was at the Opry and he ran into uh, McGraw, and he and McGraw like brought the song up, and he goes, "That thing was a hit, man. I just just never fit." And I'm like, uh, well, next time I see Tim McGraw, wait, I've never seen him. I'm gonna <laughs> kick his ass and just but be I'm like. I'm so glad, dude, that it worked out the way it did. Because honestly, damn, having one. somebody like Tracy Lawrence cut one of your, dude, I grew up with Sticks and Stones, Texas Tornado, right. and, oh my God, so hearing him sing one of our songs has been amazing. But I have not played a show with him since he. They're doing it live, so, so
0: you're so okay. I'm assuming he's got to be playing it live he right now. He is playing it live, yeah. So you're gonna stand on the side and probably just soak it yes, up. Yes.
1: Yeah. I've never. That's never happened to me before.
0: So what? Do you think he would call you out to sing it with him or I anything like that? I don't know. I don't know how that works.
1: I don't know. I would. I would rather he didn't. I would right. rather watch him sing, sing it. it. Yeah. That's pretty badass. I've sang it for years.
0: I was know. just so my buddy Tristan Morez. Yeah. You know who who that is? Man, I
1: just heard uh, about him last night. We played um, at the Maverick in Tucson.
0: Oh, he left a he left a mark there.
1: He left a mark. <laughs> and and they they came, I came off stage and they go, "Man, you guys and I guess he's just played there or yep. recently." Right before here. And he mm-hmm. was like, "The last two shows we've had here have absolutely blown the roof off this place." And I go, "Who's the other guy?" And it was Tristan. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he wrote a song and Ronnie Dunn. Oh, yeah. Cut it. Um but the original version that I heard of it um has them both on it. Well, Ronnie. That's d- cool. Well, and it was supposed to be Ronnie Dunn featuring Tristan Merez. Oh. Well, he cut the album and sang it himself. Mm.
1: <laughs> Fucking Ronnie. Come on, man.
0: I don't know the ins and outs of that, but the album yeah. came out and I wrote Tristan. I go, dude, I thought. I thought. He goes, yeah, just, I just got the cut. I didn't. He just uses his own voice on it. And I went, come on. He does.
1: Yeah, that sucks. But you still have the Ronnie Dunn cut, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie has. One of the greatest voices in country music history, and the song yeah. is amazing. And, and it comes out—I
0: want to say the 29th of this month, but what's I mean, it called? Um, uh, Neon something. Have um, to check it out. I'll pull it. Yeah. I'll pull it when we're done. I I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what it is, but yeah. um, I keep thinking of Josh Miranda's, uh until the neon's gone. But it's yeah. not that one. It's uh,
1: dude. I love Josh. Dude. Me and Josh are on the same
0: label. Yes, you are. Yeah. He was
1: just here. Uh, I had some
0: fun with him. He's such a neat dude. Uh, He's funny, yeah.
1: and you know. I mean, him and Colt are always out golfing and shit and getting wild. I see That's like, what he says. Dude, I walk into the office and it's like Miranda and Colt, fucking John Daly's in there and <laughs> like, smoking cigarettes, dude, and Red Bulls, Coke. wildness, dude. The label is like buzzing right now. And it's really cool because I think Average Joe's for a long time was known as like the country rap thing, you yeah. know, which Colt is the king of. And Colt was just here, too. And Colt is so good live. Yeah. Um, and but they're also like they've widened this thing, which is really cool. They brought in Josh, brought me in, and and Eddie Montgomery's over there. And so there's this cool mix over there. And when you walk into the office, dude, it just feels like electric. It's, it's really comfortable. Cool. Yeah. Never, they, see, where's it? it? Obviously, it's in Nashville. Where at? Um, it's down like uh, Brentwood area. Okay. Yep. And now, you know, they've got hideout pictures going. So they just did old Henry which won like a shit ton of awards. Showtime picked it up. They're streaming it. Um, I had a song on the soundtrack. I think Josh and Eddie had the main track on it. It was like the number, man, it blew up. The film festivals like exploded. Awesome. And so now Hideout and Average Joe's are doing a bunch of movies and,
0: it's crazy. It's like, I walk out today, I didn't realize that your band was who they were. Yeah. Uh, I was Steve was the first one to walk in, and mm. then we walk out in the front, and they're loading in the drums, and I hear, hey, Toad. I look over, and I'm like, is that Gibbons? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know that Nick was doing all the production stuff for Miranda, Yeah, and um, I knew he was doing stuff, but I never, I mean, I saw the pictures, but I never really, like, looked at it, and, right. you know, I was that social guy that just went through, and went, oh, that's sure. cool, that's cool, but yeah, never right. really, I don't know. Um but that's badass. Do you run with a great circle?
1: Yeah. All these dudes are cool. Good people. Uh, Nick, I hired... Nick was an intern on my FM album. Okay. And then I'd gotten rid of my drummer, and I was like, I don't know who I'm going to hire. And the engineer at the time was like, you should hire Nick. He's really good. And I had to wait for him for an extra week to graduate college to come out on the road with me. And Nick's been with me nine years.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, he didn't play here last time with you.
1: Uh, no. We were out on a different run, and I had a West Coast band that right. was helping me out. But... Nick is, I, Nick's been with me forever.
0: I meant to save the picture. It just popped up in one of my memories not too long ago. Uh, you played here, I think it was ACM time one year. Yeah. And I came in. I believe we had an outdoor event, and I came inside to see you. And my photographer took a picture. You're on stage, and I'm like this. Yes, <laughs> and all
1: you see yeah. Is the I background. totally remember that. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. That was my middle finger. Yes, yeah. yes. It's amazing.
0: It just popped up not too long ago, and I kind of got the chuckles <laughs> out of it. And I meant to save it. It was one of those things. Oh, I'm not going to forget. And then yeah, I, I totally a little busy. I should have. I should have used that picture for your poster here. Absolutely. For you to sign. I we think, need that. I think I'm going to do that. Do that, please. Do that. Um. We were talking to Tim Montana earlier today about some stuff, and uh, he was here not too long ago, got frustrated at our green room because he felt like he's been here enough times and he should have a photo in the green room. Yeah. So uh, I just have to tell you the story because um, I have to tell you the story. He took off all of his clothes and stood in front of the bathroom and just covered his junk. My photographer took the picture and ran. But <laughs> I... I, I I what reminded me of it was the photo of me flipping you off. Yeah, but because I'm like thinking, how the hell do I put this photo up on the wall and get away with it and it still be funny? Yeah, and the only way I can do it, I think, is because it's Tim Montana. Right? Yeah,
1: that's. Yeah, was he wearing a hat or anything? Or? Hat. Hat. Oh, hold on. And that's And it's it. cut. Okay. That's it. All and right. That's it. Yeah, I think you have. I mean. To be fair, there are a couple of Tim Montana posters up in the wall back there. There was not one no, of me. No,
0: I'm saying in the, green room. in the green room. He wants it in the bathroom. So when you take a shower, you walk out and that's what you see.
1: That, that's hilarious.
0: But now you're going to be on the wall. I don't even. Yes, so I'm thinking.
1: I was thinking about actually because you have two of those frames there with no pictures in it. I was going to cut out a picture of me and just put it won't. in there. You <laughs> won't. That means you should. I will. You absolutely I will. should. So let's go back a little
0: bit. Let's talk COVID. How did
1: that affect you?
0: Like what did you find yourself doing the most of during that? I know we talked a little bit in there but
1: Yeah. Like um you know, it was kind of crazy of just you know, having a venue to uh, trying to figure out. The nice part is the venue was in Idaho and Idaho was like get fucked. So right. we like stayed open up yeah. there. Um for me like touring wise, we just toured as much as we could. I absolutely I can't survive not doing this. I just, I hate it. Mentally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really need it. And then I went into like extreme training mode. Cause I, I train like jujitsu and do MMA stuff. Um, when I'm at home. And so I ended up, I was training like six days a week, like three hours a day. I ended up getting rhabdomyosis, where your muscle tissue starts to break down. And it causes kidney failure. Oh boy! <laughs> because you're not allowing yourself to rest.
0: Right. So, um, did you wear a mask while you're doing all that? No. Not oh, at all. that was totally a stupid question. Yeah. It was more of a joke. facetious. Yeah. But
1: uh, well, I did wear a mask, but it was like a uh, more of a gag ball. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Walgreens doesn't find that shit very funny when they said, where's your mask? And I'm like, I've got it on. (laughs) Uh, There's some girl behind you holding you with a leash. Yeah. (laughs) The weirder, the better for me. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I just, it was cool because it really reminded me and, and showed me what really mattered, man. I got to hang with my wife and my kids a lot. Right. And I loved that. I loved being home for the first time. I'd never really been home. And... Wrote a lot, created a lot, and uh, put together this new show, this new album.
0: Right. Is that where Burned Out came from, was mm-hmm. that time? Yeah. So, the, f- um, I pulled that song. I listened to it. Um, I'm always actively listening to new music. Yeah. And I heard the intro to that. And I want to say just, I think it's the rim shots. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? This I'm—he better not ruin this song. That was literally my first thing because I'm just like, this is just a fun groove. Yeah, I play the shit out of it. People like it on Country AF Radio, and oh, yeah, really. I'm learning so much. So when you talked about earlier about
1: th-
0: everything changing, like with the Joe Peters of the world, it's about the hustle. Yeah. Uh, there's this uh Alyssa Trehan girl. Mm-hmm. Never heard of her. I just get this email with this single in it, and she's like, maybe if you could listen to it. Yeah. I, I don't. Never heard of her before. I want to say, I don't want to say that. It just sounds weird. No one I've ever heard of before. So I listen to the song, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's different. So I put it on the radio station, and I want to see what the response is. I'll run a post on my personal Instagram and one on Country AF Radio, and I'll say, hey, listen today at this time. There's a new track. Really want your input. And the people respond, and they do the same thing with... All the new stuff we played so when i add a new song i always do some sort of a post and um the burned out went through there and it which went the top 10 likes right away so it's one of those songs i learned real fast how people are responding to it and that's what when you say that it gives you an opportunity to be um different and hustle joe peters i heard the whiskey will and went what the like literally what is this like this is i listened to it again today i played it on the station i was driving and i'm listening to it and i'm just like Dude, there's some songs that you can listen to over and over again, and that beat and that song of Burned mm-hmm. Out just is so badass. Thank you, man. I got, I'm glad I get to tell you to your yeah, face. Dude. Thank you, bro. So did you write a bunch then, and then yeah. did you like save some stuff, or is everything that you pretty much...
1: Yeah, it's it's coming out. Uh, the rest of it, kind of what I wrote during that time, is coming out uh, September 9th on the way back. And it's funny because I just got super... It was funny because I, I was watching The Wonder Years, I was telling people, I was like, I wanted to do something that I'd never done before during the lockdown, so I completed a marathon. Uh, It was a Baywatch marathon, but it counts. You know, it was 29 hours. I was dehydrated, eating salt blocks. Um, But, (laughs) you know, fucking athlete. Um, But I watched the whole thing of the Wonder Years, you know? And I just felt so reconnected to who I used to be and being able to just um, get back on the path of of the way back to, uh, you know, I don't think you ever get there, but uh, getting back to the core person of who you are. Sure. Not letting the business and shit dictate what you create. And that's really where the way back came from. So Burned Out was part of that. Um, The cool thing with Burned Out, we did a video with all of the Jim Henson puppeteers. It's all puppets, and it's all these guys who, dude, it made me so sad. We did this un-fucking-believable video, and these puppeteer guys at the end were like, Thank you. We can't work. So they're just doing like animation. He goes, Nobody wants puppets anymore. And I'm like, What the fuck? And dude, these guys are amazing. Right. So they're on Sesame Street. They work for Jim Hansen. Uh, it was unreal. So we had them on the video.
0: I didn't watch it yet, but
1: we're going to, I need you have to. to check it out. I will. It's I'll great. even
0: post it on Country F Radio. Please do. I will.
1: And then um, we're going to just, I'm sliding one out under the radar, even though we have a single out right now called Back Before I Knew You with Caroline Jones. Okay. Um, but we're going to slide one out on the 29th of this month called Every Road. And it's just based on, you know, every road doesn't lead home anymore when you start finding those things that matter more than your yeah. mom and dad's house when you're a kid, you know. And As you grow up. Mm-hmm, it's all very nostalgic. And I'm downstairs, cool. my wife comes down, and I'm ugly crying watching The Wonder Years. And my <laughs> wife goes, what are you doing? And I go, I, it's, you know, it's, the show's got me thinking. And she goes, Oh, you're getting nostalgic. And I said, No, I'm just thinking about the past, you know. She goes, It's the same fucking thing. Same you thing. Dipshit right. So. <laughs> I'm glad she can call you dipshit and you get away sh- with well, it. Well right? you can too. You uh, can too. Well, I don't have any reason to, man. Well. Uh, yeah, so it's a very nostalgic record. I think it just gave me a time to reflect a little bit.
0: That's pretty rad. A lot of I think a lot of the artists that have come through here when I asked that question, most of them found what home was about again yeah. because they forgot real mm-hmm. fast i saw something someone sent me today and it said the top 10 things that that people on their deathbed this came from some nurse thing a friend of mine sent it to me to read and the last thing on there was uh, uh spending too much time working mm-hmm. because it takes away from your family and your friends and yeah. what what all the important pieces are right to life and i think f- for me i work way too much yeah. um um Finding that balance is difficult sometimes, but that gave us, I mean, me, myself, the opportunity to really reflect on what was important and what I enjoyed doing and trying to find that time again. And then uh, I missed music more than everything, because um, it's just something that's been a part of my life for 20 plus years. I play a little bit for fun, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. but I love this side of it. I love being able to introduce people to new music. And I didn't get to do that anymore. Right. So what did I do? I you know, we pushed out more stuff. I did a lot more stuff via Zoom just so people could still get that taste of new stuff. And yeah. uh,
1: Well and- you get that endorphin rush when you like it's that whole thing where you go, Hey, have you ever heard that oh dude, you gotta hear this and you yeah. play the song for your friends or or you know, a guy in your position where it's like, um, you see 700 people show up to, to somebody that you put in here. Yeah. That's a fucking amazing feeling. It's like, dude, it's huge. look at this. Yeah. We, we're doing this, and we're touching all these people with this right yep. now. It's so powerful, man.
0: And the thing with that also is is that we have people that come through here, and like they're regulars now, and they don't always come out on Fridays, but we've built this thing where they know that on Friday that I'm not going to book someone that sucks. Right. So... Whether they know him or not, they still mm-hmm. come out and they want to check stuff out. But I've had people come, well, why didn't you tell me so-and-so was playing here? People at the radio station have said, why didn't you tell me that Dustin Lynch showed <laughs> up? I'm like, why the fuck would I tell you that? If you were here, you would have been a part of it. But right. this isn't about, oh, my God, someone's here, so come see. No. Yeah. The, this is going to touch the people that are here that want yeah. that want to learn about new music and hear new stuff. And stuff like uh, when The Whiskey Will came out, I would play it before Joe played here. When he came here, the people are singing it. and. Uh. And they they fall in love with that sort of thing, and yeah. I think that's I think people will know burned out tonight because we play the shit out of it. Yeah. And our DJ that we have now totally embraces new music like we've never had before, which is super cool too. And uh, it gives people the uh, the understanding that they'll go out and dance to a song at the end of it. Oh yeah, that person will be here on August, whatever you know that sort of right. thing. And that's kind of the the fun of it all is absolutely we're different. Um, I'm trying to think. I had an artist come through here, and their their management said. You guys are different than any other venue because we don't expect you guys to do what you do, and it was derogatory. Uh, and I said, "Well, you should be thanking me." Yeah, because there's not uh, uh, name one other
1: venue that does what we do. No, but, and that, you know that's we were talking about that in the band today. Like this should be the watermark. It is. Really, should be the watermark. We're
0: all people. about we're all about marketing before, during. And after, and that's what this comes to. This whole right. Toad's Tunes thing is we look at I've been doing it four years now. Yeah. And I sit back and I look at it of, of how it started. And the reason why it started was exposure. Right. And it started out with you and a guitar and me filming it. And mm-hmm. but then I got in trouble from publishing, it became an issue. And they're like, uh, Facebook would pull it down. The artist, no. the artist. And then I couldn't do video anymore because the artists weren't camera ready. And then I just turned into, <laughs> well, what the fuck? Let's just <laughs> figure out who these people are. And then these conversations come out and people care. Yeah. Because you. I'll post it, you'll post it or repost it, and then your fans will get another side of who you are. And then hopefully, my goal is that they go listen to one other one. And I have people, my buddy Dylan is driving from, he just got done with lawyer school, law school, what do they call that in in Ohio? I hate the fucking school he went to, Ohio State. Fuck those (laughs) hawk, buck eyes, whatever the fuck they are. But he's driving back, and I said, dude, he's like, anything I should listen to? I said, check out the new David Nail one I just posted because it's just you listen to David Nail's music. Yeah. Well, what kind of person is he? because right. you don't know from his music. Yeah. The only other place that they're going to find out who you are is by following you on social and that's exactly. sense, right? Exactly.
1: And and you don't get the chance to do that because they want everything to be, you know, TikTok wants everything to be 7 seconds and Instagram wants everything to be under a minute. Yeah. And fa- you know, and it's so it's like to be to be able to um, talk to somebody where you can listen to it. Because when I fall in love with people, I want to know everything about them.
0: As much as you can. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I just try to eat it up. So it's an amazing thing and it really should be a watermark for venues. I mean, of how to treat people and well, hospitality.
0: The hospitality side of it all I love and it's something Chris was a part of when he was younger because mm. he was in a rock side of stuff and um, I've been, like I said, twenty 25 years. I used to do stuff at the House of Blues where I'd bring in bands and just you you treat them with kindness and give them a stage you win every single time and that's kind of what the whole growth of everything is here and we hope that the bigger artists after they get big they they come back here hell yeah I mean that's kind of the fun of it right absolutely we want every band to blow up we use the Russell Dickerson story as kind of a blueprint for here first time I played here maybe 250 people showed up maybe maybe and his last two shows here yours wasn't even on terrestrial radio and he sold them both out yeah First so company. that's that's kind of what our thing is is like we want people to understand and grow and I love it when people come up and go why didn't you tell me that Luke Holmes played here and I was like well cuz no one knew who Luke Holmes was when he played right here. yeah so guess what you could be a part of that story if you just show up on Fridays Yeah exactly and that's kind of what it's about Exactly What do you got going on the rest of the year man
1: man we're just staying on the road really that's kind of the thing we've got the record coming out september 9th we're going to put out this other song it's not really a single we're just kind of throwing it out on the 29th that's uh, what you were saying called so called every road
0: when you when you drop everything how many songs are on
1: is it a full album ep uh this is going to be an ep it's six songs okay and um it goes it goes kind of with the frontier Rock ep we put out so it's 12 you know throughout the year but um just to get enough songs out for all the platforms and right. to keep the content and stuff moving is such a crazy thing now it used to be algorithm you would put a song out and then you would work it for 52 weeks and then the album would come out you know it's like and now it's a new song every 12 weeks but um yeah so the new the new record comes out uh september we're touring we're out with a bunch of different people and then going back to the uk in november uh, and then I do a Christmas tour every year, which is like this old school cowboy Christmas show, which is super fun. What's that entail? It's the, um, have you ever heard the Michael Martin Murphy cowboy Christmas album? I'm going to go with no. Okay. So it is hardcore cowboy home on the range type of a dinner show. And I just loved the album from when I was a kid. It was my dad. It's my dad's favorite Christmas record.
0: And it was actual vinyl?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's 30 years old now. And um, I just absolutely love the album. So we learned it top to bottom, and we took it on tour last year to see how it would go, and every one of them sold out. It's like a dinner show. Um, But it's like cowboy poetry, and it's just... Different. It's just fucking weird. But it's uh, very different, very um, home-on-the-range type of thing. And they sell like crazy. It's insane.
0: We're we're actually going to try something a little bit different. NFR, that's December.
1: This year, I got reached out by... um,
0: Riley Green's camp about doing some sort yeah. of a singer songwriter yeah. in the round thing on an off day on a Sunday. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm down. Like, like, I think if he's playing, there's a draw there. Yeah, and then we did do something during ACMs this year. Was had to throw it together. What a cluster that all was. But <laughs> I had um, Chancy Williams here. Mm-hmm. Um, Fillmore came. I got to meet Ruthie Collins. Uh, uh, Amer- She's up in Idaho right now. I,
1: writing with uh, Christy o.
0: I did see that. I mm-hmm. saw she posted something about that. What a sweet girl. American Young played, and then Tim Duggar. Oh, yeah. And it was very interesting. I loved the idea of guitar pull sort of thing that yeah. they did. And I think there's a lot of work to be done to, for, to have that work here. I've actually sat down with, with Ward um, and talked about putting putting like a whiskey um, jam thing. Uh, on the road and yeah. h- and how it works and how it doesn't work well the neat thing about whiskey jam is y'all live there yeah so there's other people that have tried to do similar stuff here i mean you look at losers over at mgm it's mm-hmm. not the same thing right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who anyone's trying to kid it's not the same thing right you guys in nashville this thing is badass I yeah mean, it's giant and, and it's, it's built even when they go outdoors it's just when they do the complete t- takeovers is badass it's i've been crazy. there for one of the takeovers but I've like stepped foot into Losers many a times and I just sit there and go this is so badass because yeah where else you go on a Monday night and see something rad like that?
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's 20 minutes from everybody's house, yep. so you have the biggest songwriters in the world that come down and play their three songs, and then Morgan Wallen shows up, and right. Luke Combs, you know, whoever it is. And the place explodes. It's just nuts. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so to get that sort of same thing, with the ACM stuff, we tried something a little bit different, and it, it, it translated okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't... Was anything like it? It is back home, sure. and that's like one of my big fears about trying to do stuff out here is how it's gonna, how it's gonna translate. But if we get the opportunity to do something like that during NFR with super country stuff, I think it'll maybe teach people in this market. Oh yeah, to like a hey. because no one here cares who wrote the song. Right. Nobody gives a shit. Right. You know, even when M- Miranda was here and he he played what, drunk on a beach plane. I always get him too mixed oh, yeah. up. But the uh,
1: the beach song with Dirks. D- Dirks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he plays it. No, everyone just thinks it's a cover. It's a cover. Right. Yeah, they don't really put two and two together. And even if you tell them, they still don't understand it. Right. Oh, yeah, I wrote this one. What do you guys think? You know, And they play it, and you're like, holy shit. Right. Um, I'm laughing because I'm trying to think who was just here. And I'm going to have to go backwards, but an artist just played. Oh, David Nail. Yeah. One of the guys that works here goes, yeah, dude, his covers were so great. And I'm like, huh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they were, he didn't play any covers. <laughs> <laughs> those were all his songs. <laughs> those were all his. Songs. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, every one of those was his songs.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, because people That's in this town—they
0: just don't think it, that way.
1: Well, it's such an entertainment town, right? Yep. And it, like, you're oversaturated with every Everything. fucking show you could imagine. You know, you got like Journey playing a lounge down the road right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's the same thing that happens in Nashville. You can't get fucking people out. You know, um, the other, than games, other than Broadway, other uh, yes. than Broadway, and then the Whiskey Jam thing is big, but it's like there's just so much shit happening all the time, and it, it's like Vegas, you know. It's just
0: I I like to tell artists when they come here when they don't know what to expect of I just say you know the the toughest part about about being here is you can see anything while you're here right doesn't matter yeah I mean uh, um, Backstreet Boys were just came back and played the Venetian is that right Backstreet New, yeah. Back, And Brian came over after the show. Oh, really? And his son. I have a little bit of a relationship with his son, just being able to talk to him and watch his career go. And I had so much fun because his name is Bailey. But Brian popped in on my Zoom call with him and kept coming in over the corner. I'm like, bro, your time's over. Like, (laughs) Give your kids some stuff. And they just laughed. Well, I believe that when I talked to Bailey, the story I got out of it was that everyone wanted to get to his dad yeah of course and they used through him and Mm -hmm. and i'm one of the only ones that whatever dude this ain't about you yeah you're a badass but yeah you're old right i want to i want to deal with the kid i want the kid and so that kind of stuff is fun and in this town is just about you never know who's going to be here right like jake rose played here doesn't know dustin lynch dustin was in town i get a phone call dude can we pop by sure can we yeah. play? Well, no, Dustin Lynch, you cannot play. At st- <laughs> yes, you can play. But it's just like the back door. I got a phone call from Billy Gibbons, and my phone said, maybe Billy Gibbons. And I was like, yeah. well, maybe you can come in the back door and come play. I, I mean, That's and wild. It's just the, the people that, for th- um, Gavin DeGraw played on our stage. Oh, yeah. He came out with, uh, um, so yeah. who are you? The fuck, who sings that? Black I'm Tie. Huge, uh,
1: um I'm a huge Gavin fan.
0: The, oh, my God, I'm totally drawing a blank. The, the black tie moving.
1: Oh, uh, Gary
0: LaVox? No. Nope. The other guy. The other one with him. He uh, sings So Who Are You. I am totally... I f- I'm going to have to delete this because I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is the nice part about being able to pause stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: There's another guy in the black tie thing.
0: Um, dude, not Doja Cat. <laughs> who... Are you country? What would you get? That's what popped up. Really? Oh, this is fucking horrible. Who is it? It's just, I'm drawing a blank, dude. Who are you? Dusty Black. Yeah, so Dusty Black plays here and brings along uh, his good pal, Mr. Gavin DeGraw. And, oh, yeah. And I made a deal with Gavin because I don't drink. And he said, if you do a shot, I'll go play a couple songs. And I was like, okay. Done. So I yeah. had. Matt, our normal sound guy, was here. I go stand behind me. He goes, "Why?" I go, "Just shut up and stand behind me." So they all toasted, and I handed it, and he handed it right back, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go get your guitar." He played like seven songs. So the, oh ne- my gosh. the next day, I call. I think he's with CAA. I call CAA, and I'm like, "Dude, how much is Gavin just like on a one-off acoustic?" <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, Why are you asking? I'm like, I just want to know how much what I got last night, like <laughs> what my what my perceived value was. And they're like, "Gavin played at your place last night." I'm like, "Yes, dude, it was badass." That's but- amazing. That's what Vegas is about. No different than Nashville because you never know who the hell's gonna be Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Off time. What's your favorite thing to do if you're not doing music? Do you fish? Do you hunt? Do you ride dirt bikes? Uh,
1: man, I do. I, I like to do do jujitsu. I like to fight.
0: Is that a mental thing?
1: Yeah. It's uh, so I practice like stoicism pretty hard. Uh, like a life philosophy, and um, and a lot of it is like um, you know just being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. So. It's like taking cold showers or sleeping on the floor a couple of days a week or just doing things to take you out of your comfort zone. And so ge- being choked it. unconscious, um, you know, <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I go in a couple times a day normally. Like, I'll do two classes a day. and
0: Hour, hour and a half? Uh,
1: yeah, about 90 minutes. Yeah, I don't have that much time. And so... I'll get in at like 6 a.m. I do my 6 a.m. class, and we'll fight for about 90 minutes. And so, One person, or is that
0: just a whole class where you bounce around from no, people? No, you bounce around. So yeah. you
1: might fight like eight or nine people. And CJ minutes. does that with you. Yeah, got CJ into it. So CJ comes in and rolls around, and uh, it's awesome.
0: Funny story. Tim Montana played here. Uh, um, um. Dude, I am having the worst time. Randy Couture shows up.
1: Oh, yeah. Randy loves country. That fucking guy shows up to everything.
0: He's here a lot. Well, <laughs> Kyle, the drummer for yeah. Tim, has never been choked out before. So somehow they coerced Randall Randy in the back to choke him out in the oh, green room. i was like shit, choked him unconscious. Well, uh, real like to that point <laughs> where he, <laughs> his face turned red, purple, whatever. And I was like, well, I mean, that's a great story. You got that's choked a, out by yeah. Randy Couture, and he didn't yeah. kill you, right? That's
1: amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't Get, getting choked unconscious isn't as bad as it sounds. It's actually, a, it's kind of a weird thing because it feels like you're. Like, you can have, like, dreams, and you'd be out for, like, eight seconds. Right. And you kind of come to you.
0: Do you have a... Do you, have you always had an affinity with, like, UFC stuff?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I've right. always loved it. But, I, you know, it's funny because I was always told by... Well, I got told once by a, a teacher one time that I wasn't an athletic. So I never tried anything. It's so crazy. When I you just, were a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never tried anything because one guy told me that I was a piece of shit at football or whatever. And so uh, I started doing jiu-jitsu... Based off of like Stoic principles, where they talked about, you know, they all did like Greek Roman wrestling, you know, and I and so I started getting into that, and then I, I found that I was I was kind of good at it, right? You know, and and so I've been doing it now come, like three four years, and um, dude, I just love it. How it's was so, the first time walking in? Oh, it's terrifying.
0: Okay, hold on. I want I want I want a measure. First time going into a right with someone you don't know versus first time walking into a jujitsu place. Oh,
1: I think jujitsu is way scarier, just because it's like. I don't know. They're kind of the same, really. It's kind of the same thing. If you're walking in with like Jeffrey Steele where you're like, oh, fuck, man. This guy's huge. I don't want this guy to tell me I suck. All right. Um, but in jiu-jitsu, you're going to suck when you start. So I think that's the difference because you just go in you don't know anything. And the moves feel ridiculous. You're wearing fucking pajamas. You know, it's just, it's just weird when you've never done it. You don't know how to tie your belt. And, you know, people that um, are way smaller than you throw you around and whip your ass. And, yeah. Um, and so it's an amazing thing. I mean, it really is an incredible... I've
0: heard stories about just how it's good for every part of your life. Mental, physical.
1: Yeah. It keeps... Well, by 7.30 in the morning, you fought eight people. You have no aggression left. It's Just right. nothing. You know what I mean? It also makes you super comfortable should shit hit the fan anywhere. Right. You know, we had this dude in Tucson last night. Who was starting shit with my tour manager. At a Advanced Auto Parts, the, the weirdest thing, this guy's just all over the student. So... You can handle shit very quickly, which is awesome. And then, it also just—I mean—you have to be totally present. And I think that, especially like with what you do, with what I do, your mind is always a oh, fuck. I got this, and this is on sale tomorrow. And then I got that. And then we got to go here, and I got to—I so- got to put on socials this show and do this. Where if you're not a hundred percent present when you're doing that shit, you will get choked unconscious. Oh sure. So there's—you don't think about anything else. It's the only time of my day where I'm just like here. So,
0: I ride my dirt bike. Right. And it's the one time I put music in my ears. Yep. I put my phone on silent. I listen to music. Yep. And the only thing I can focus on is that that thirty feet in front of me. Yeah. That's it. And I think that's that's probably it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Because if you'll I fucking don't crash. Well, I've broken my back. I've broken my ribs. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. That's one thing I don't. I've been knocked un- unconscious on my bike before. And yeah. It's. And it always happens when I feel
1: comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Or if you let yourself daydream, you know what I mean. Well, it's it. like, oh shit, I gotta do, you know. And then yeah. And it's a, it's just a great reminder for life, man. Um, we're all gonna die, you know what I mean. Nah. And it's all coming to a fucking end faster than anybody thinks. And if we don't enjoy it and, and really take care of the things that matter, really take care, of, like you said, you know, our family, finding the balance, finding. The ability to, you know, I've saw. I'm sure you guys have all seen that on the um, on Instagram. The guy uh, Jordan Peterson, where he says, "Yeah, you only have kids for four years. They're only little kids for four years, and after that, it all changes." Yeah. So you got four years, you know. And I'm looking at my four year old on the bus. I'm like, "Fuck," you know. He's going to school when we get home. Yeah. And he's so, gone. Yeah.
0: Someone else is going to have an
1: influence on him. Yeah. So um, it's really important to to live in that, and you know, everything else figures itself out. It just really does. Everything I've ever worried about never fucking happens. Yeah. Well, I
0: used to always have this motto that if you stress about not having any money in the bank, does it put any more money in the bank? No, it doesn't. No. So you got to find the positive and all that. Right. And that's something that I've I've uh, I've kind of like grown. We just had this conversation last night about about um, doing stuff and the people you hang around, and and I've just find myself in a position in my life finally. That uh, I'd say for the last ten years or so, I've just put people in my life that matter. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, if they don't matter, they're they're, they're not in my life. Yeah, and
1: if they're not demanding the best out of you, I think that's well, yeah. another thing to make if you a better person. Yeah, exactly. And Jordan, that's another Jordan Peterson thing is that you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. And if you're the smartest guy in your group of you're friends, you're fucked. If you're the richest guy, you're fucked. If you're the most successful guy, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. You you have to you play up, you know. So it's like. You surround yourself with people who are kicking ass. Yeah. Or just like-minded people that are like, look, I'm not going to fucking quit. And I think that's the most important. I want to keep learning. I, I always tell the story with
0: yeah. Chris here that, you know, I've been with him 15 years working uh, under the Stoney's brand and doing some side project stuff with him. And if I'm not learning, I'm I'm not excited. Right. Not excited. right? And that, that other side of, yeah, you are a product of your environment. Exactly.
1: Yeah. and Well, I'm- and it's... You know, and then just venturing out into these things. Like, have you listened to the Matthew McConaughey book? Green no. Rides? Fuck, you gotta listen to it. It's good, dude. It's so good. Okay. It's like game changing. Okay. Um, Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules of Life. Um, there's so many. The Dave Grohl Storyteller book. If you haven't listened to that, I
0: haven't listened to that either. You got. So listen to it. I just got not Audible, but another one that's like that. Yeah. And I like it because it's got uh, these short fifteen minute stories in it, yeah, and yeah. that stuff to me is. I always like to say that I don't have the time, but you make the time for the stuff that's important. Like, you have to. Yeah. I went and got a gym membership, and I started going again, and I found myself getting lazy real quick again. And yeah. And it's like one of those things that, I mean, again, you're a product of your environment. If you exactly. go every week, it's good for the head. I always feel good after I do it. Yeah. I haven't ridden my dirt bike, dude, in probably four months. Right. It's hot as balls here. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But the other side of it is is that's when I do the most. My body changes. My mind changes. My focus changes. And it's like I get out there, and I find myself, I need to do it. Yeah. yeah thanks for that. You got it. You know, Stephen Wesley asked me something uh, not too long ago and it shook me ever since he asked me. Okay. And he said, "What do you want to do for the rest of your life because I know it's not just this?" Yeah. And it killed me. Can, in a in a good way, yeah, literally. So every every two weeks he's like, "Let's go have lunch, man." And yeah. it's just the talk. I know he's growing his tea, tea brand. I'm growing a whiskey brand. I'm growing the Toads Tunes brand. I mean, this kind of stuff for me is, I mean, as much as it is for you, it's for me too. Yeah. And um, I learn something from this, and it's Same. it's kind of like I always pull stuff out of it, and uh, the motivation is there. I'm not going to go do jujitsu or anything like that. You should. <laughs> <least come> <laughs> I'll go kick Randy's ass one day, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Kidding! <laughs> I know you're not listening, but just that was Jeremy McComb that said that. <laughs> Dude, tell people how to find you online.
1: Yeah, so uh, Jeremy I'm uh, on Instagram. It's at Macomb over, and then um, on TikTok at Jeremy McComb and uh, Facebook and all
0: that. Do you love TikTok?
1: Uh, no, I fucking hate TikTok. It's awful.
0: I uh, I got TikTok to my goal. My name is Score, Toad yes. Talk. Okay. Score T O A D T O K S. I've gotten more messages that people want to buy my name or oh,
1: sell that shit. or you sell it.
0: Right. Well, nah, I haven't gotten an offer it's worth worth piss, but they all <laughs> want my name. But I don't. My goal for that was to show people the ass end of what the music business is, meaning when you get to town, yeah. what you go through, the sound check, the interviews, the. I mean, all that shit. Because I always tell this story people think you fly in on a plane. Yeah. You come, maybe do a sound check, do some hookers and blow, do your show, and yeah. off to the next city. And I'm like, dude, these. Real fucking people, man.
1: Yeah, and it's not glamorous at all, man. We're, I mean, your uh, hair looks great. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> it's nine people in a silver tube. You know, it smells exactly the way you think that that would smell. And your and wife loves it. My <laughs> wife, uh, my wife's amazing, and she deals with it. And you know, it's just. You have to cohabitate with nine roommates in an eight foot by 45 foot tube. And so it's like a reality show.
0: And and I think your wife has some some experience with that. Yeah. When we first started this, you were talking about something you wanted to put together as far as a radio show. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick and then we'll go eat some dinner.
1: Yes. I want to do a songwriter show uh, because I love radio. I've always loved doing shows. And that was my background, you know, coming up and... um, I've always kind of wanted to do like an edge of country kind of a thing talk about the songwriters talk about this kind of thing yeah. you know? Travis Meadows and Jeffrey Steele and Bobby Pinson and Tony Lane and fucking Lori McKenna and Liz Rose and nobody knows those names um, and you know Jeffrey Steele should be the biggest fucking star on the planet and he's not he's a good looking dude he's an incredible singer he's written I'm gonna guess 50. I don't, maybe thirty number ones, right? Um, and then had hundreds of cuts, hundreds of cuts. I mean, hundreds of songs that people would know. And he's not a fucking superstar. He can walk the target still. And no one says anything. No to one him. cares. Yeah, you know, Tony Lane, w- my favorite songwriter uh, in Nashville. Travis Meadows, Laurie McKenna. My God. Um, and so, what's the what's the you you would have them.
0: Does I think feature just, their music or?
1: or you know if you're not if you're not talking to them talking about them talking about the songs playing their versions of the songs right um which so is the greatest thing it. in the world because, It is.
0: because that's the other side of it is when you hear a, a rough demo or of something to me I like to tell the story of the music that I like right. I would rather stand on the shoot on the side of the stage yes. and hear the sound from the stage than the produced yes. out of the pa yeah, that's 100%. me Same. yeah and a lot of people don't don't like that, but the people that do, there's a whole nother story to that.
1: Right, and there's a thing called work tapes, yes. which no one ever hears, which I think would make for a great show. It, you know, where it's like, hey, we're just gonna play work tapes. The, here's a song Should. that that Tony Lane wrote. It, like, if you listen to Tony Lane sing, I might have it. Um, Tony Lane sing, um, I need you. That Tim and Faith did. Yep. You can hear the cigarette burning in the background. Beautiful. It's that. You know what I mean?
0: Jason Nix played me things, uh, a man I don't know that. that yeah.
1: Um, uh, Laney. Yeah.
0: Laney Wilson sings. Now. Right. And I mean, both versions are fucking yeah. classic. So what That's did I do? Incredible. I said, dude, send me that. Right. And he sent it to me. So every now and then, I'll play Jason Nix's version on, yeah. the, on the station. And just to let hopefully people understand that, you know, uh, that there's a book in Nashville that people go through and they look for
1: songs. Yeah, and these
0: people that write these songs are not the people that sing them.
1: Not not a lot of the time. The new Cody Johnson song "Human." Yeah, that was written by Tony Lane Travis Meadows. I'll I play that. I heard that. Uh, I heard that demo ten years ago.
0: So I think. So we used to. I mean. Um, there's all that ongoing joke so i have some friends that got signed to rca records back in the day i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go back 15 years ago and they did that wonderful shelf thing yeah and then i've heard the story about um uh some labels in nashville that do the same thing that they just don't want someone else to have them right and so they'll shelf you and the bummer with that is there's so much good music out there that should have been put out that doesn't get put out that's uh because of the nature of the industry but the other side of it when you hear a song is 10 years old what would it have done 10 years ago you always wonder if the timing
1: happens for a reason yeah for real yeah i mean i it's didn't we didn't we perfect example yeah
0: yeah what would that have done 10 years ago
1: i don't know it's crazy lucky yeah. old son kenny chesney yeah. written in the late 40s wow great songs don't go away no they go always there. well
0: and that's i think yeah. one of the biggest problems with 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 M- most music today is it's 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 written for that one hit and you're out. Yeah. Well, and
1: that shit doesn't last. No. I mean, what well, the foursmen? The f- yeah. But like, if you you know, I don't think anybody's gonna be pulling Florida Georgia Line songs in thirty years. Right. Um, and it's not a bash on them. It was just a popular thing at the time. Cruise or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and, it's, and I'm not shitting on it. Like, there's room for everything. Absolutely. You know? But a but, time and
0: a place. But where's the? I'll listen to. I'll go home and there's a radio station here that's called Classic cl- classic Rock and I was listening to the other day and they're like playing Duran Duran. I'm like, it's not fucking Classic Rock, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> like but then Nirvana. I'll listen. So, I, I, yes. I'm at dinner last night and a Steely Dan song comes on and this kid sitting next to me. He's 27 years old and he's like, oh, this is Steely Dan and it's Black Magic Woman or whatever it was. And mm. I was just like, H- first of all, how the fuck do you know this song? Right. Second of all, this song will last eternity. Yeah. It will. And there's some songs that are that way. You like listen to them. You remember the world. The Eagles. Come on. Yes. Every I mean, song. Steely Dan. Every song. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of that stuff today that's going to last forever.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that you find that in the songwriters, right? Yeah. So Because great songs are being written still, um, and they're going to continue to be found. And 10 years from now, we're, we'll hear a song that was written this year. You yeah. know what I mean? It happens all the time. So. Or the
0: ones that take, like, uh, two hours to write, and they're number ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like every Trent Wilman song. I fucking love Trent. And Trent was Cody Johnson, uh, he was just too early. Yeah. He was, you know, I mean, he never got to, to get that huge explosion that Cody Johnson has had, which is well-deserved, because Cody is a bad... I watched, mother. okay, so I did watch um, Dear Rodeo. Dude. Oh, my God. That guy... It, there's a, an acoustic version of him singing Whoever's in New England's through with you Have you heard that? No Oh my god So it, good Yeah It's just I called my I called Nick And I was like My drummer And I was like Have you heard this dude fucking say?" And he goes Oh yeah man He's a real deal He's the real He played
0: deal. here uh, A couple years ago And um, Cody did And He plays at South Point During NFR, NFR. a lot and he yeah. does late night shows and they're free so they want to do the show here I'm like I can't pay you that man I said but I'll do a great door deal with you yeah. did a great door deal with him paid him more than what they wanted which is a win win across sure. the board but yeah. he walks in at like 5.30 in the afternoon he's like dude I'm nervous he goes how are ticket sales I'm yeah. like, bro, you're you're done. The show's done. Like he's like, What? And I'm like, sold that? It's like, really? Seriously? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, and his show was fucking phenomenal. His yeah, campus phenomenal. But like then I went back, someone just told me about Deer Rodeo. I hadn't watched it, so I went and watched it. And I was blown away. Like this dude's been through hell and
1: oh yeah, man. And
0: I wish for me, I wish they would have waited another six months till Till You Can't came out. Yeah. And then did that and talked about that song. Because to me, Till You Can't is one of those songs mm. that's gonna last. It'll forever, live forever.
1: Forever. Ain't going anywhere It's an unbelievable song Yeah And the it, twist they did on the video I thought was amazing I don't think I've
0: watched the video Maybe the, that's it, my
1: biggest problem Is I don't watch videos And and I've, I've always been Such a visual guy Like I love seeing The the video interpretation of it So you know Until you can't Obviously When you listen to the song It's like talk to your mom Before she's gone sure. And all that Well in the video The kid dies Ah uh, The young guy dies The grandpa's at the great funeral Great twist The mom's at the funeral It's It's fucking great
0: um, Sam Grow, Yeah On your label Yep I'm getting the chills I flew back for his Opry debut mm-hmm. um, And I sat right next to his daughter Yeah And he's got that song um, Why You Gotta Go Right Now Go Right Now I think it's called Yeah And he sang um, um, His big one I, dude, I, just, I just totally suck I've right now I'm drawing a blank on that um, And then he played Go Right Now and I had heard the song, yeah. And it was like, "This is crazy. Have you heard that song? Huh. You gotta listen to it, dude. Okay. It's all about the growth of him being a kid, growing up with his dad, and it, like they're on a fishing trip. And dad's like, "Ah, we gotta go right now. Like, you got school tomorrow, right? Like, whatever. Well, at the end of it, he's away, and his dad's in the hospital. and He gets to the hospital just in time, and says, "Dad, mm. dad, why you gotta go right now? Oh, oh fucking God. so live. I'm a grown I'll ass cry man, I'll dude. Cry. <laughs> it. I think I have the video on my phone, or on my Instagram, or some shit. It took. I might." Like, you know, you guys bite just yeah. to hold. It. I, I did it the whole time because I'm like, dude, I'm tougher. That I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, this and this he did at the opera, and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, like it was so badass. And those are the kind of songs that that they touch. They're relevant. You can relate to it, and. um yeah, that was a pretty badass experience. Yeah. But I want you to do that because that show for us. Uh, let's let's do some stuff together. Go raise some sponsorship money. And yeah, man, and we're kid, gonna do it. We're gonna shit. do it.
1: I'm gonna make it happen.
0: I don't care if it's once a month to start, just so we can like do it. And then yeah. if you want to go to, because I got some things working, man. I want yeah. this. I want I want this station to grow and keep growing. And I know that these things do great. So the radio station does good. I want it to do obviously better. And I you know I want people to come to us for the new music stuff and to learn. Yeah. And that's what this is. Toad's Tunes is about two, so Hell yeah, man. Let's get them to learn. Thank you again for the time, Big. Thank
1: question. you, brother. I'm desperate, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm desperate, baby. I'm-